0: Hello and welcome to the 3H2Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive or jog, whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is October 27th, 2015 here in South Perry of Spokane, Washington. Today's episode is Season 1, Number 7, Pish Posh Words 2, the sequel to Number 1. The thinking behind Pishposh Words has evolved quite a bit from its original format back in December of last year. Concepts and theories and thoughts will continue to evolve. That's uh, how we feel information works. It's essentially organic, where it grows and moves. It's uh, not stagnant as university textbooks (laughs) (laughs) might uh, appear to be. For an update on the Enjoyable Mentor podcast, I have been carrying around a football. <laughs> I just toss it up in the air and catch it and flip my wrists around and just kind of uh, play in between writing sessions. A person did put their hands up for a pass. <laughs> that is what I was hoping for. The international throw me a pass sign with the both hands up. And uh, it was the cashier down at the local bodega. He put his hands up for a pass. I tossed it to him and then he spiked the ball and said touchdown. And uh, it was neat. A nice uh, encounter, a little uh, break from the norm. So I do encourage folks, carry around a ball, football, basketball, tennis ball, whatever it may be and uh, let life happen. Today, we go over a 10 list for the Pish Posh Words. Additionally, the 10 list is an outline for Pish Posh Words, A Conscious Approach to Communication, the book. (laughs) That's so funny, in my head I thought of Spaceballs. Oh, I love Mel Brooks, he is a genius. Genius, genius, oh. Spaceballs, the lunchbox, spaceballs, the flamethrower, pish posh words, the book. (laughs) It's exciting and it's been quite a journey. And we do appreciate everyone who has helped us along this journey as it's been a 10-year one. Similar to William James. It's uh, taken us 10 years to write a book. (laughs) This day has long been coming and is soon approaching. Here we go. For the 10 list, I'm going to give a condensed explanation for each bullet point. I do feel the material is dense. This episode is more of a lecture. Other words escape me, but I read from the rough draft as opposed to... (laughs) free-flying, <laughs> what, uh, what we normally do here. So it's a bit more structured, and I do recommend folks listen to the episode while doing something. Uh, do the dishes, go for a jog, clean up the yard, go through clothing, donate last season's clothes. Whatever it may be, I think being active allows the brain to absorb information, well, at least for me, so uh, explore. <laughs> All right, number one. Speak in a pink zone shared reality. An opinion is more effective when a perspective is accompanied by a tangible reason behind the opinion. For example, reading is good equals yellow zone. An example of a pink zone, tangible opinion towards reading. Reading exposes a mind to new perspectives. This statement offers concise and digestible content. A need to guess why the opinion is held has been removed. Both parties are able to ingest shared stimuli when pertinent detail is offered. So number one, I go over pink zone and yellow zone and explain those concepts to the best of my ability. Please offer feedback if there are terms or concepts which are unclear. Number two, ingest, reflect, and modify for deep level stimuli processing. An ability to think critically is heightened when information is first ingested within a shared reality with others. The reason, when deep stimuli is represented through a shared filter of understanding, access to a deep layer of truth becomes possible. In terms of cognition, ingest is a gateway to understanding. Understanding is a keystone of intelligence and deserves conscious awareness. Peel back layers of meaning in order to expose the core of information seek fundamental components of a message and toss away any yellow zone packaging through modification. In number two, I go over ingest, reflect and modify with an example. I feel this is perhaps an ideal way to explain this concept to break it down into each stage and then give an example of what the cognitive process looks like from this perspective. One of the key points I would say is in the last line, seek fundamental components of a message and toss away any yellow zone packaging through modification. That's essentially what ingest, reflect, and modify is. It's a process of identifying useful information and discarding less than optimal stimuli. Number three, examine self-described tenses. I, my, we, us, and you. Self-described tenses assist with a desire to convey specific meaning. These tenses describe the self and describe the self with others. Also known as the speaker perspective, words are intended to paint a picture of a human doing something. I went to the store is an example of the speaker perspective in a self-described tense. Why are words selected? Is word selection driven by conscious within awareness cognition or subconscious? Autopilot, mechanistic thought. When half-hearted attention is offered to tense, a half-hearted communication will likely result. With number three, examining self-described tenses, the last line. Uh, when half-hearted attention is offered to tense, a half-hearted communication will likely result. I do feel those who misuse you partake in half-hearted communication. Um, For example, the sentence, when you eat steak, you feel happy. I'm a vegetarian, so that's not true. When a person puts me in the place of themselves in a situation I don't want to be in, uh, I think that decreases the effectiveness of the speaker because I, as a listener, have become uncomfortable with the illogical stance. That's what it boils down to is logic. Think logically when describing the self, when describing an experience. Number four, tell me more versus no it's not. Those who desire optimized communication tend to speak from a tell me more perspective. This mindset welcomes a speaker to remain focused on their current path of thinking. Additionally, it allows humans to expand further without micromanaging effects of specific questions. In the end, both parties will benefit when tell me more is a constant variable within a conversation. Tell me more encourages a chef to create a chef de vue, a masterpiece of the mind. Number four, tell me more versus no is not. This one does have an example as well, and it goes into the emotions that occur along a continuum of no it's not versus tell me more. Number five. Language beyond words. Nonverbal communication cues hold a subconscious, contagious power. Explore. What is communicated beyond words when speaking? Pay attention to body language, tone influence, and degree of eye contact within a conversation. Words spoke are merely part of an equation when examining stimuli transfer from one human to another. Body movement reveals insight into a human's subconscious thought. With effort, body cues once hidden from conscious eye may become visible when communicating be mindful of these variables as they speak louder than words so number five language beyond words i break down some of the categories of language beyond words and explain ways to bring them into awareness i feel the key with body language is it's difficult to master body language. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of conscious effort. The first step is conscious awareness. Those are the key points I talk about, bringing body language into awareness. Number six, explore the self. Trial and error is one of the universe's greatest gifts as it assists in the calibration and sensation of intuition. Failure becomes a sensei as a warrior mindset develops. Humans may only know others as to the depths they know themselves. Form an internal bond with consciousness through experimentation regarding health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Define health, happiness, and a humble perspective through one's own unique life philosophies gathered over time. Number six, explore the self. In the episode, we go over the human maturation timeline. I feel that that's a big part of explore the self, going through different essentially rites of passage, stages we feel humans go through while navigating life. In the episode, I give an expanded explanation with each life stage and the ages are approximate. And also we are beginning to see patterns to where perhaps the stages are a cycle within a larger cycle. There's a bit more, I think, than meets the eye with uh, number six. Number seven, front load pertinent detail when speaking. Focus on an answer to a question before changing the subject. An abrupt subject change adverts attention away from the original question asked. Offer a pink zone comment after a person relays an inquiry. Display tangible signs of ingestion with regard to a subject matter at hand. When conversing, produce concise and digestible words related to the subject of inquiry. Invite a listener to enter a shared pink zone reality. Visualize fundamental components of effective communication. Learn how to identify and remove ambiguous vocabulary in order to optimize information transfer between one another. Number seven, front load pertinent detail when speaking. In the original Pish Posh words we went over this and it was called concise and digestible. This one has changed. This is a pet peeve of mine when I ask a person a question and then the person changes the subject. In this episode we go over an example of a car buying scenario where the salesperson changes the subject. I believe sometimes this happens subconsciously and sometimes it's conscious. A person knows what they're doing. It's not sneaky or any of that, it's just irritating. (laughs) Please, front load pertinent detail when speaking. Number eight, oil and water consciousness phenomenon. Imagine oil and water from a molecular perspective. When poured into a glass together, first oil and water combine, swirl as one. The momentary chaos witnessed is similar to yellow zone ambiguity. Molecules calculate how to act as they seek a natural place within the environment. Moments later, water has found its natural place at the bottom and oil at the top. Visualize water as defense mechanisms. Label oil as soul. Genuine interactions. Conduct a visual experiment of the pink zone and yellow zone to grasp a deeper understanding of this theory. Concepts introduced throughout life are ingested through filters comprised of either soul-based neurons or ego-based neurons in the brain. Communication either is or is not birthed from the soul when considering this phenomenon. For eight oil and water consciousness phenomenon is new. This is uh, pretty cool (laughs) how everything's gone together. Originally, it was an independent theory, now I, conceptualize how it relates to the pink and yellow zone and ironically the oil is yellow although it's the opposite (laughs) it's the opposite because the yellow zone is represented by the water and soul is represented by the oil synchronistically the combining of the oil and water when i saw it It looked like the yellow zone. I thought that's what happens. It's a little bit of pink, it's a little bit of yellow. The molecules don't really know what they're doing. They haven't found their natural place. It's crazy. I do encourage folks to give it a shot. It was kind of neat. I felt like a kid again, just wasting oil and playing in the kitchen. Give it a shot. Number nine, headline impact. Choose words wisely as the few words selected create a lasting image. Focus with conscious awareness on the message desired to convey. If a conversation were a newspaper, what would the headline read? Humans typically remember little detail with regard to a conversation a day or week later. Project beyond the moment. Which key phrases will remain when considering cognition for the long haul? Humans can be led towards a solution-based response when masterminding a problem. If the muck of negativity is scrubbed from conscious word formulation, infinite possibilities feel probable. Entice a listener with soul-based positive headlines when communicating. So number nine, headline impact. Very little is remembered from long conversations. I think it's strange that seemingly many people forget this. For me, I'm conscious of it. That's why I like quick, concise, direct, conversations, no chit chat, because that just is more stuff my brain has to process that I'm going to dump anyway. So what's the point? It's kind of like pouring gas in a car with a hole in the gas tank. What's the point? <laughs> when speaking, plug up the gas tank and then fill it up. Really allow the words to stick. I do enjoy this uh, end part right here, entice a listener with soul-based positive headlines when communicating. I think society will benefit from this if we as civilians begin to speak a bit more from a soul-based positive headline perspective. I do feel in the future, the newspaper headlines will change and society will begin to shift as culture. Shifts it starts with the actions of one one of those actions be conscious of the headline impact number nine Number 10 20 pish-posh words worth conscious attention Number one you number two can't number three should number four make number five Sorry six try seven they eight actually nine obviously 10, finally, 11, clearly, 12, girls, 13, impossible, 14, regret, 15, lonely, 16, bored, 17, love, 18, moral judgments, 19, group distinctions, and 20, absolutes. 20 pish-posh words worth conscious attention. We talk about with 3H2, there is no good and bad, right and wrong, best and worst, all those things. It's about a continuum of meaning. And what do these words mean when broken down to their basic components? Many of these words are misused. I think it's because the words are selected through a subconscious process rather than conscious cognition. That's what the Pish Posh words are about, moving the selection of words from a subconscious process to a conscious process. On the episode, I speak of the words. In the future, in future land, woo, <laughs> we will likely have an episode dedicated to the pishposh words. As of now, the document is a seed. It has only had its first round of creation. Uh, once we wrap this up, we're gonna go for round two. The full explanations of the pishposh words aren't quite ready yet. They are still like a bun in the oven. (laughs) This is the 10 list and also the book outline. We do hope to have the book for sale in November. That's the goal. And also a donate button. We would like to start hiring and evolving the podcast. Mustachio and I are about as primitive as it gets. (laughs) And it's time for us to jump forward into technology land. Today's listener challenge is replicate a positive scenario. In the episode, we go over two positive scenarios. One, where a random stranger having a good time encouraged me at a moment when I needed it most. That is a positive experience, and then where I noticed a person in need and then acted and created a positive scenario for someone else. So we go over both ends of the continuum. Being conscious of other people creating positive scenarios and then being conscious of creating positive scenarios for others in need. Something as simple as holding a door or calling a family member to say hi. Things of that nature, little things Create a ripple effect of positivity. That's what the listener challenge is about. Create that pay it forward mentality. Society will benefit if each one of us takes action, if we become the alpha, the doer. Okay, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's it, and uh, oh, Mustache and I are very excited about the book. It's 10 years in the making. It's a passion project, something that has been on the back burner for a long time and it feels good to put it on the front burner. And we do encourage folks who have passion projects, when life allows, move it to the front burner. Instead of watching TV or playing on the internet or doing some mindless activity, engage in that passion, in that desire. That is another way society will benefit is if each individual nurtures their superpower. Each one of us has a superpower. I believe my superpower is consciousness. Mustachio's superpower is focus. Each one of us has our superpower. I encourage everyone to look inside and nurture the gifts that we as humans are given. And sometimes those gifts are curses. It's all a part of life. We go over that in number six, how rather than absolutes, nature operates on a continuum of positive, negative, and neutral live. She is crazy. (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs) Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. Today is October 26th, 2015, here in the lovely South Perry District of Spokane, Washington. The seasons are beginning to change, leaves are falling from the trees, the weather is shifting, and uh, winter is coming. It's a bit exciting for me, because I grew up in California, and wasn't around snow a whole lot, so Snow coming is uh, a welcomed guest. All right, today we will be going over Pish Posh Words. This will be episode seven of season one. The first episode we did was Pish Posh Words One. At the time, Mustachio and I knew the concepts were new. They would evolve and change over time. The state that they were in was temporary. Similar to a seed, that's what Pish Posh Words One was. It was essentially planting the seed. At the beginning of the episode, we had nine. It wasn't even a full 10 list. (laughs) This is one of the reasons why Mustachio and I wanted to document this journey, because information changes and shifts and grows. It's essentially an organic creation. And there will be Pish Posh Words 3 I'll find a way to break things down into more concise and digestible terms. I'll receive opinions from other people and be able to expand the ideas currently in the crock pot. (laughs) Okay, and I have turned over the hourglass. The hourglass is approximately one hour. We're gonna see if we can do this in one hour The structure for today's show is structured. The content we'll be going over is the content that will be in the book Pish-posh words, a conscious approach to communication. One of my pet peeves with listening to podcasters and educators in general is they tend to uh, hoard the good stuff, the good information. It's, um, it's like Schmiegel in the ring. The need to own information essentially ends up corrupting that information. So Mustachio and I have pondered for quite some time on how to avoid the Schmiegel effect, how to use the ring's power without it destroying us. What we decided was to have a podcast and to give much of the information away for free. To take as, uh, yes, yes, gosh, Moustache you've got all the good ones. Uh, Tim Ferriss had a show with Amanda Palmer on his podcast. And it's so crazy. Amanda Palmer does many things. She's a wonderful, creative woman. And she was a part of the band called the Dresden Dolls. And back when I lived in San Jose, I went to a New Year's Eve party at one of the downtown clubs. The name escapes me. It wasn't the Cactus Club, but then that name did. It seems like the club's names changed every two years. So I, 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 (laughs) and it was right after a change. (laughs) But the Dresden Dolls were there. And now 15 or so years later, a woman that I was in the same room with on New Year's in San Jose was motivating me listening to a podcast in Spokane, Washington, and just the amazing power of podcasting and the synchronistic nature of her openness with information. And I feel one of the keystones, one of the reasons why Amanda Palmer is successful is because she goes by what she called busking. I'm new to this term. I believe I've heard it before, but it's not one that's in the in the full memory bank how she described and i do encourage folks to listen to the podcast it's a great interview tim ferris with amanda palmer busking is essentially a person does some sort of creative art or offers some sort of information gives something for free and then asks for donations from those who are able to donate i think in life most humans experience a continuum of wealth. I have, I've been rich and poor and many things in between as most people have. It's my understanding that busking is giving a little boost to those who can't afford it and accepting the generosity of those who can and having faith following this meta will work. I have faith following this meta will work I believe people are generally kind natured and uh, (laughs) after the enjoyable mentor experience, uh, 3H2 is alive. (laughs) We're out of the cave. Sensory deprivation is officially over. We have friends. We have people that we can mastermind with. Uh, Things are changing. And that's in part because of faith, because of hope. The people we've encountered have been friendly strangers, not uh, people we hired. We don't have the funds <laughs> to hire right now. Right now the priority is get the book to press and we have no idea how much it is to self-publish and all that, That's, uh, that challenge is for another day. <laughs> we've got enough challenges on the front burner. So back to Amanda Palmer, back to busking. That's the approach that we're taking. Rather than hiding the goodies and also going back to my pet peeve, I listen to podcasters and they say, Okay, I'll give you my... So there we go. Give you my greatest tips that you should follow if you email me. And it's like tricks and scams and schemes and bullshit. And ah, it's uh, people with more than 67 million brain cells can recognize some sheisty business is going on, some Schmeagle business. So we speak of soul-based and ego-based approaches. Those who do bribery and things like, so an example is Trish Blackwell. On her show, she's essentially bribing people to give her reviews, saying that if a certain amount of people review the show, then some people will win a gift. And ah, I don't know about that right now, we're we're not gonna do stuff like that. It it seems like that's one of the reasons why information is mucky because of things like that, because of where society would benefit from soul-based people engaging in activities, ego-based people are lured in by tricks. And busking isn't about that. It's, a, it's the opposite. It's giving to the ego-based people, saying, hey, you know what? I don't need your money. I don't need anything from you as an ego-based person because the soul-based people got my back. That's what busking, I feel, represents. Soul-based people getting one's back. So. <sighs> Holla to all the soul-based people out there. Thank you for the the kindness and compassion that I've experienced. (sighs) Okay, so Mustachio says one quick story and then we're gonna jump into the content because it's nine pages. It's dense and I'm gonna do my best to stay on topic and just blow through it. So I'm gonna get the the chatty on air Ah, it takes me a little bit to settle in and I, I'm still new to this. It's episode seven. Um, yeah, so gotta get it out. All right. <laughs> so, Mustachio and I went to Ananda at Laurelwood in Gaston, Oregon. It's a retreat center and it's the only retreat center. Well, okay, so I take that back. I went to one in Ojai, California. That's when I got my nose pierced. And it's so funny. My nose piercing is a reminder to keep my weight at 150 pounds. (laughs) So that was my, I had a goal. I was heavy and my goal was 150 pounds. And then if I made that goal, my gym partner and I would go on a retreat (laughs) to Ohio, California. The goal was achieved and then I got my nose pierced as kind of a symbol for that. That encounter aside, Ananda has been a special place for me. The retreat I had planned on going to was canceled. I was a bit thrown off, but I decided I needed to go anyway. Even though the parameters had changed, if the situation, was not going to be flexible, then I needed to be flexible. I went anyway, and when I got there, there weren't very many people around, and I had planned on engaging with others and working on my people skills. (laughs) I intended it to be a people skill exercise, and there weren't people. decided to go for a jog. That's one of the things I do when my mind is unclear. I like to go for a jog. It seems like that helps the mind and body align. So I'm jogging, listening to Tove Lo's CD, Queen of the Clouds, fantastic CD. She explores the continuum of relationships and also the pink and yellow zone, as well as the neutral points. She is a brilliant woman, yes. Amanda Palmer and Tovlo. Big thumbs up. Well, oh, and let's throw in Temple Grandin. <laughs> That's who I'm going to be for Halloween. <laughs> and they make up a triangle of information. Okay. <laughs> oh, I just get, I get so happy when I even think of this story. I must stay focused. All right, I'm jogging. My head's all mucked up. I'm feeling confused wondering if I'm in the right place. My initial intention was not being fulfilled. I was at point zero and I didn't know what to do. And I felt despair. It was challenging. My mindset was cloudy. So I'm jogging along and I'm in a beautiful setting. The the trees are abundant and it's rural-y. And then a motorcycle comes my way. And on the motorcycle is a guy just, going on a Sunday drive on a Friday afternoon, flip-flops, no helmet. I, I thought maybe he's going on a test drive or just cruising it, something. Um, it was like he had purpose but didn't have purpose. He was just enjoying himself. And that helped me to see someone by themselves enjoying themselves and not in despair and completely cloudy and Here I was, this little uh, ball of energy all wound up. And then here comes this guy free as a bird. (laughs) It was awesome. It was what I needed to pull me up, to pull me out of the funk that my mind was in. And that's the power of strangers. If we as humans allow strangers to lift us up, they are there to lend a hand. We need to look for it. And I was willing to look for it at that point. So he drives by, I think, oh, that's cool. You know, I, I give a hand up and a nod. I uh, like to acknowledge people that I see in passing. I don't necessarily have to vocalize every time. There we go, an absolute. We don't really go by absolute. So it's not a matter of every single time saying something to someone, it's acknowledging. Making eye contact, give a nod, and then proceed. He passed by and I felt better, listening to Tovlo, getting fired up. I'm like, all right, and I began to think, okay, so I'm in a clear mindset, what am I doing here? Why am I on this retreat? If it's not to work on my people skills, then what is it? How can I repurpose what I'm doing here? So I was thinking, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Why am I at Ananda College? and I was jogging for a little while longer and then I heard the motorcycle again. It was coming behind me and at the moment I was pondering, what am I doing here? What, uh, what is the wall? That's a key point that I focus on when I'm in despair. I look for the wall. I imagine I'm in a corn maze and I need to find the exit. There is an exit somewhere. It may not feel like there's an exit, and it may be dark and scary, but there is an exit somewhere. Plow through and get to the exit. And that's what I was thinking. What is my wall? What is blocking me? And the guy rode by, and on the back of his shirt, it said finisher (laughs) That was it, just finisher. That's what I needed to do. That was my wall, is I'm not a finisher. I, I can admit that. I have 10,000 projects that are half done. I'm great at starting things. I have a complication with finishing them. The act of this stranger going on a joy ride offered me a profound neuronal boost. That's how I view these experiences. Powerful positive neuronal boosts. I was in despair and then I became motivated and my brain became more activated. Uh, We as humans, each thought we have, the neurons in the brain change and move, similar to traffic signals. That's what's going on in the brain. So my traffic signals changed from red to green. And I kicked it in the high gear and bam, took off. (laughs) I'm very grateful for that experience. Had that encounter not taken place, I may have remained in despair longer, but it was through the act of a stranger just doing their thing and me doing my thing and us at the right place at the right time. And then bam, a synchronistic green light occurs. Very neat. All right, so that's the story. <laughs> oh, I, oh, that's right, the listener challenge. Thank you. Today's listener challenge is replicate a positive scenario. So that's what we're talking about here. Uh, what that gentleman offered me was a positive scenario and to explore it from another viewpoint, I went downtown South Perry and I was at a crosswalk to my side was a mother carrying a baby on her left arm and then had, uh, was holding the hand of a child on her right hand and then on the cell phone during peak traffic time. Her conversation and demeanor seemed one where she had places to be better than standing in a crosswalk with her hands full waiting for traffic. Intuitively, I looked at the oncoming cars, made eye contact with the drivers, and then walked out (laughs) into the crosswalk, which is abnormal behavior for me. I view crosswalks as patience exercises. So I wait until the environment is such where I can cross, as opposed to in this scenario, I manipulated the environment. I'm usually an observer, but on this situation, I was a participant because that woman had better places to be than waiting for traffic. So I walked out in the crosswalk, the car stopped, and then I looked back at the woman and smiled, (laughs) signaling to her that she had safe passage. And she laughed and said, thank you. And I kept walking, she kept walking, and she explained the situation to whomever she was speaking with on the phone. She said, a woman, just jumped out into traffic so that I could cross the street. (laughs) Like she got it. Uh, We as humans interact on deeper layers than I think we give ourselves credit for. We see things like this all the time. We recognize the mother with her hands full that could use a break, have another able-bodied person hold a door open or assist across a crosswalk. So we call this replicating a positive scenario. So what I did with my actions, rather than conducting my normal behavior of a patient's exercise, I switched my behavior to assist another human in need. So that is replicating a positive scenario. And this can be as simple as picking up garbage. If there's a garbage can and garbage, Five feet away from it, 10 feet away from it, just grab it, throw it in. Boom, done. Replicate a positive scenario. Help the environment be a bit more awesomer. All right, so that's the listener challenge. And we are going to, I think, mustachio, we cool? Yep. (laughs) He says, yeah, enough rambling. (laughs) I know, once we... uh, uh, get some donations and things. We can hire people to do the show notes and change the website and get professional photos. And uh, we have big visions ahead, but for now we want to work on basic fundamental components. All right, Pish Posh Words number two, season one, episode seven. This is Pish Posh Words, a conscious approach to communication and it's a 10 list. So let's go ahead and in 10 list fashion, run through the list and then run through the list in detail and then run through the list again. We do feel this offers deeper level of processing when components are, (laughs) oh, Mastagio, so funny. (laughs) Yeah, he says, this meta is more effective than asking people to email us and just blabbing the whole time, like, my story time, okay. I do that in the beginning, but then I get down to business. We feel this meta will benefit society more so than if we ask people to email us to receive the information. That's, yeah, busking. Give it away for free and have faith. So here we go. Number one, speak in a pink zone shared reality. Number two, Ingest, reflect, and modify for deep-level stimuli processing. Ooh, that's a long one. (laughs) Number three, examine self-described tenses. I, my, we, us, you. Number four, tell me more versus no, it's not. Number five, language beyond words. Number six, explore the self. Number seven, front-load pertinent detail when speaking. Number eight, Oil and water consciousness phenomenon. (laughs) Number nine, headline impact. Number 10, 20 pish posh words worth conscious attention. All right, so there's the 10 list and let's dive right in. Number one, speak in a pink zone shared reality. Pink zone communication focuses on a shared understanding of stimuli between two or more humans. In contrast to an agreement of stimuli, the pink zone explores understanding of stimuli. If comments are vague or lack an example, an ability to ingest information within a conversation decreases. When mindsets become caught within the yellow zone, a listener does not understand the speaker. In summary, The pink zone equals a shared understanding of stimuli, meaning an object or concept is tangible. The glass is full is a pink zone tangible statement. In contrast, the yellow zone equals ambiguous understanding of stimuli. The glass has water in it is yellow zone because the listener requires additional information to gain a shared understanding of the concept. The picture visualized will vary depending on the perspective of who processes particular vague language formulations. A conversation holds an ability to shift from yellow zone to pink zone when conscious effort is awarded to a formulation of words. If words and thoughts do not match, slow down a discussion and ask questions. Investigate. Is the topic one where variables are measured within a similar lens? Within a pink zone mindset, a listener and speaker hold a shared understanding of content. Thus, a genuine conversation becomes possible because all parties perceive one another's individual perspective. Humans can talk for hours and produce only a few mutually ingestible variables. Essentially, effort put forth through yellow zone vocabulary may produce undesirable results when considering optimized communication. Conveying an opinion is more effective when a perspective is accompanied by a tangible reason behind the opinion. For example, reading is good equals yellow zone. This statement is too vague to produce a tangible shared understanding. Good leaves a need to plug in assumptions when information is missing. Why is it good? Expand further when relaying information as to remove assumption-based pish-posh words. An example of a pink zone, tangible opinion towards reading. Reading exposes a mind to new perspectives. This statement offers concise and digestible content. A need to guess why the opinion is held has been removed. Both parties are able to ingest shared stimuli when pertinent detail is offered. Number two. Ingest, reflect, and modify for deep-level stimuli processing. An ability to think critically is heightened when information is first ingested within the pink zone, within a shared reality with others. The reason? When stimuli is represented through a shared filter of understanding, access to a deep layer of truth becomes possible. In terms of cognition, ingest is a gateway to understanding. Understanding is a keystone of intelligence and deserves conscious awareness. Similar to the human digestive process for energy, cognition is optimized when incoming stimuli is broken down prior to absorption. To swallow food before chewing is difficult on the body to digest, as modifying content before ingestion is difficult on the mind to reflect. Consciously examine stages of learning by first ingesting another's perspective. Before concepts are available for reflection, or food is ready to swallow. First chunks are chewed. Ingest mimics the chewing process. Taste the perspective offered. Transport the mind outside of one's own perspective and into the kitchen of another chef. An abundance of unknown flavors or perspectives exists beyond a perceived known. Reflection may begin after stimuli is prepped for cognition. Once foundational components are processed, meditate upon newly introduced variables. Ask, is this stimuli beneficial towards my life? Examine continuums of infinite possibility with an open mind. A human's ability to critically think is heightened when conscious awareness is offered towards reflection of new stimuli. Awareness of the ingest, reflect, and modify cognitive process evolves thought. When conscious attention is offered to thoughts during reflection, communication between subconscious and conscious mindsets are strengthened. Similar to a taste profile for food, reflection creates character traits for humans. Each palate is truly unique, as is each human perspective. Next, modify incoming stimuli to suit individual needs of the moment and beyond. Timing is an essential component of the modify process. Similar to appetite, a certain level of receptiveness or hunger for specific stimuli is beneficial. In this stage, alter stimuli with a vision of evolution. Retain what is useful and discard the remainder. Let's explore the ingest, reflect, and modify process with a scenario involving health advice. Everyone should make themselves drink apple cider vinegar three times a day. The hearth of this advice may be beneficial, yet the delivery comes from yellow zone. First, ingest the perspective. At a glance, emotion is detected as witnessed by three pish-posh words. Everyone, should, and make. Due to a high frequency of pish-posh words within the statement, we shall heighten our filters. Why? Pish-posh words are a red flag a sign the speaker is subconsciously rather than consciously speaking. Once surface components of information are ingested, grasp the hearth of advice independent of specific detail. Seek fundamental message desired to be conveyed by the speaker. From the above example, oral consumption of apple cider vinegar may improve health is likely the hearth. Okay, we have ingested the stimuli. Next. The specific details are reflected upon as well as the bigger picture. The specifics, drink apple cider vinegar three times a day. Three times a day for one year equals 1,095 servings annually. This number is perhaps the reason why the speaker elected to use Pish Posh words. Likely, the speaker does not consistently consume three servings a day. Thus, words and actions do not match revealing a potential subconscious disconnect and false speed. Modify. Nonetheless, apple cider vinegar is a probiotic and examined as a variable among the diet of aged and healthy humans. Perhaps a daily serving is a bit more of a reasonable target to aim for. 365. One-third of the suggested serving feels more plausible. Even though algorithms suggest a false speaker, the advice offered is worth further investigation. In these situations, consciously ingest, reflect, and modify. Peel back layers of meaning in order to expose the core of information. Seek fundamental components of the message and toss away any yellow zone packaging. Number three, examine self-described tenses. I, my, we, us, and asterisk, you. Self-described tenses assist with a desire to convey specific meaning. These tenses describe the self and describe the self with others. Also known as a speaker perspective, words are intended to paint a picture of a human doing something. I went to the store is an example of the speaker perspective and a self-described tense. Why are words selected? Is word selection driven by conscious, within awareness cognition, or subconscious? autopilot mechanistic thought. Give conscious attention to a picture formed in the mind when representing oneself. Imagine two scenarios below. What do they look like when a picture is formulated with words? Consider, when half-hearted attention is offered to a tense, a half-hearted communication will likely result. Let's explore, what does you represent when considering the following images? What is seen within the mind? Paint a picture of these two situations and reflect upon the application of you when the word is misused. Who is seen falling through the air when the following words are read? When you skydive, you always snap your fingers. Coming from the speaker perspective, you is synonymous with the listener, meaning it is the listener who is falling from the sky. This statement is illogical as the speaker is formulating words from a subconscious process rather than through conscious cognition. The speaker is intending to say, When I skydive, I snap my fingers. This version is optimized as pish-posh elements have been removed. The misuse of you has been corrected to reflect a pink zone reality. Additionally, always was omitted as it is an absolute and likely false, as few absolutes are truly absolute. Read the above example sentences a few times. How do the words feel when an image is constructed in the mind? Is there a noticeable difference between you and I when addressing a listener? Own an experience conveyed. Speak logically. Communicate from the I perspective. The misuse of tense produces a negative algorithm when calculating logic during analyzation of a speaker. Give conscious attention to self-described tenses as related to the listener. The higher the frequency of false results, the lower the frequency of desire to ingest said false speaker. Number four, tell me more versus no it's not. Imagine a continuum with ingest stimuli as the header. Tell me more at one end, and no it's not placed at an opposing end. This visual aid provides a pictorial of options available for those who choose a conscious approach to processing stimuli. When presented with unfamiliar concepts, what words are voiced as the brain adds meaning to abstract sentences of a speaker? Let's explore two perspectives as friends randomly bump shoulders street-side and catch up after years of silence. The man nearest to traffic comments, I enjoyed camping at Glacier National Park last week. The friend A Bit More Inland responds, But you hate camping. This response is negative, changes the subject, and is assumption-based. These are characteristics of a no-it's-not mentality. Due to an ego-based response from the listener, the above conversation has taken a shift towards negative vocabulary, towards the yellow zone. Why? The foundational emotion of the conversation has shifted from enjoyed to hate. Examine emotion conjured from words above. Which friend is speaking from a conscious rather than subconscious mindset? Words voiced will alter a conversation towards the pink zone or away from it. No, it's not. Build a yellow zone wall, hindering effective communication. Negative speech such as this tends to discount a speaker's perspective and is likely to be viewed as an aggressive avoidance tactic. Become conscious of the ingest phase of cognition. Essentially, denying a speaker's vision will result in an abrupt and often uncomfortable subject change. Intriguingly, humans are complicated organic beings with variables such as ego and soul, negative and positive, conscious and subconscious. When conversing, give attention to the organic beauty of a genuine exchange of words. Consciously, humans are kind, welcoming, compassionate. Ideally, conversing within a shared reality would be an easy feat. Subconsciously, humans often talk with an open mouth. Food or stimuli unknowingly escapes during consumption. Imagine the same two friends as one of them states, I enjoyed camping at Glacier National Park last week. With eye contact, a response is offered, tell me more. With a compassionate grasp of an open mind, a simple set of three words can stimulate a conversation. Tell me more is an example of a conscious, positive, soul-based response. In this scenario, the speaker is free to expand on the enjoyment felt among nature. Those who desire optimized communication tend to speak from a tell me more perspective. The mindset welcomes a speaker to remain focused on their current path of thinking. Additionally, it allows humans to expand further without micromanaging effects of specific questions. In the end, both parties will benefit when tell me more is a constant variable within a conversation. Allow a conversation to organically grow through infinite possibilities. As discussed earlier, chew incoming food, ingest incoming stimuli, Tell me more encourages a chef to create a chef de <laughs> a masterpiece of the mind. Number five, language beyond words. Nonverbal communication cues hold a subconscious, contagious power. Explore what is communicated beyond words when speaking. Pay attention to body language, tone influence, and degree of eye contact within a conversation. Words spoke are merely part of an equation when examining stimuli transfer from one human to another. Human body movement reveals insights into a person's subconscious thoughts. Body language holds great weight when considering effective information transfer between humans. Visualize a continuum with noticeable posture stance on one end and micro facial expressions on the other. Similarly, match conscious cognition with posture, and subconscious process with micro-expressions. With effort, body cues once hidden from conscious eye may become visible. Humans tend to mimic each other with words and motions during a conversation. Be conscious. Who is mimicking whom? Stand tall and firm, shoulders back with head straight. Place the body in a comfortable, desired resting position, which signals... I'm here mentally and physically to those within proximity. An attentive body often produces an attentive mind. Tone influence is one of the most challenging cues to master. The reason, a consideration towards an abundant number of variables is needed to accurately calibrate an ideal tone. Background noise, emotion, hearing ability, emphasis, setting are a few categories which affect tone. When examining tone, visualize a spectrum with setting at one end and emotion at the other. From this perspective, calibration of tone enters conscious awareness, enters possibility. Imperative social clues are revealed through ambiance. Allow tone influence to enter conscious cognition. Ingest one's environment from a shared rather than a singular perspective. Examine characteristics of set and setting when engaged with others. Explore tone levels appropriate at a concert versus tone levels heard at church and situations in between. Degree of eye contact is a powerful cue indeed, as humans are animals. On Earth, humans are the known apex predator who, not too long ago, lacked a spoken word, lacked language. Long before words, eye contact relayed messages of mutual understanding along a continuum of friend or foe. One conscious glance is equivalent to a basket full of words. Tap into primitive senses when conversing. Allow the eyes to signal friend or foe. Experiment with eye contact. Conduct down-home, old-fashioned stare-downs when conversing. Whole eye contact longer than those engaged with. When walking about town, look into the eyes of passing strangers. Smile and nod. Utilize sight and facial expressions as a primitive conversation tool by acknowledging other humans on one's path. Explore non-local communication and energy transfer as variables within an algorithm of communication. Nonverbal communication guides a conversation towards the pink zone when conscious attention is offered to body language, influence of tone, and degree of eye contact. When communicating, be mindful of these variables as they speak louder than words. Number six, explore the self. Trial and error is one of the universe's greatest gifts as it assists in the calibration and sensation of intuition. Failure becomes a sensei as a warrior mindset develops. Each body will expire as consciousness, soul energy, transports to another realm. While on adventure with soul, consider a mind and body connection temporary. Birth and death from a physical and mental perspective will be included on the journey. With compassion acting as the wind to guide, intuition navigates a body through life's ups and downs. Visualize the patchwork, semi-human creature known as Frankenstein. Essentially, humans are analogous of him as they too are patchwork, wonderless, anomalous creations of past stimuli. Allow the mind and body to roam free. A seemingly necessary component of human life is witnessed when examining a continuum. Rather than absolutes, Nature operates within a continuum of infinite possibility containing markers with negative, positive, and neutral traits. Organic beings, such as humans, drift along this continuum as they seek to discover unknown variables. Escaping this meta, comprised of light and dark, pain and joy is unlikely. Embrace challenges along the ride. Become a warrior. Humans may only know others as to the depths they know themselves. Form an internal bond with consciousness through experimentation regarding health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Define health, happiness, and a humble perspective through one's own unique life philosophies gathered over time. The human maturation timeline. Zero to five years. Needs met. Nutrition, comfort, exercise, cognition, and sleep are received. Five to ten. Learn to learn. Explore varied styles of learning. Ask why. 10 to 16, independent organism. Consequences for action, discovering free will. 16 to 28, identity established. Variables within character desired to remain constant. 28 to 35, give back. Assist guardians with restabilization stage. Care for those in need. 35 to 53, redefine variables. Explore deep layers of consciousness, what is truth. 53 to 69, restabilize life. Recognize life stage. Recalibrate towards a positive life path. 69 to 83, reflect upon one's past. Confront regrets, document the self creatively. 83 to unknown, universal consciousness. Allow for inner peace within this lifetime. The human maturation timeline outlines stages of growth from birth to unknown. During the first five years of life, infants evolve rapidly, meeting basic needs for the mind and body become essential in this stage and throughout life. Next, the human learns how to learn through trial and error while exploring varied modalities of information transfer. Each brain is wired with unique neurons resulting in a unique stimuli experience on an individual basis. During this stage, ask why? Figure out an ideal learning style with the support of a mentor. Once a human is able to learn and navigate their environment, deeper layers of understanding begin to surface. Recognition towards consequence for actions and conceptualization of free will enter consciousness. At this stage, a sense of independence and self-reliance is realized. After operating on one's own for a while, ideas towards self-identity begin to surface. Questions such as, who am I? What is my purpose? begin to enter conscious thought. During this stage, desired character traits are nurtured while the undesired fall out of habit. Giving back is the next stage once a human becomes comfortable with who they are, deep, deep inside. The transition between these two stages may be one of back and forth as newly formed identity is often pliable, requiring calibration along the journey. In summary, assist guardians with the re stabilization stage. Be the grown up. Put past quarrels aside and appreciate the gift of life awarded through actions of past guardians. Identify and help those in need. In contrast to many organic life forms, humans require care from others in order to survive infancy and beyond. Recognize a dependent nature of humans during certain transitional life stages. Give back. With the past in the past and guardians cared for, next a human will redefine known variables. This stage welcomes paradigms to shift, allowing ingestion of the opposition with an open mind. Similar to a fresh start when creating an etch-a-sketch mastery, shake away a picture drawn of the past in order to create a vision in the present. Explore consciousness. Explore truth. Restabilization with regard towards a positive life path will intuitively begin once prior stages are completed. As if a light switch goes on, deep desires surface upon confrontation of past hindrances within one's life. Namely, complications with identity, issues with guardians, and impenetrable dogmas prevent humans from evolving to this stage. The brave ones who have made it here? Welcome. Once dust settles within new life parameters and peace is made with collateral damage gathered along the way, it's time to reflect upon one's life creatively. Paint, scrapbook, write, compose, much like a child. Explore an abundance of reflective outlets available among the arts. Document perspective markers along a continuum of one's life. Share tools with others so they may dig deeper than generations prior. Give back once more. Universal consciousness appears to be the final stop on a human's journey. In this stage, a bond is recognized among three layers of soul, three layers of consciousness. The layers can be explained as consciousness or free will, acting with awareness of action, subconscious or autopilot, thinking without thinking, outside of awareness, universal consciousness or energy field on earth connects organic life, creating access to ancient wisdom. Number seven, front load. Number seven! <laughs> Number seven, low... (laughs) Number seven, front load pertinent detail when speaking. Focus on an answer to a question before changing the subject. Offer a pink zone comment once a person relays an inquiry. Display tangible signs of ingestion with regard to a subject matter at hand. Use vocabulary related to content discussed. Let's explore a car buying scenario. A potential customer asks, what is the out the door cost of the car I test drove? The salesperson comments, with taxes and fees, the total cost is $5,300. This is a ping zone response and ideal for information exchange. A question was asked then consciously answered. In contrast, The monthly payment is only $199 with a two-year lease is an example of a yellow zone response. The sales rep changed the subjects from total cost to monthly payments. Once thought of as a sneaky tactic, subject changes are akin to a car speeding past a patient line of motorists during a construction backup. Rather than ignorance, action is motivated by ego. Be patient. Remain within the pink zone with others. The second response in this example displays a shift in conversation from pink to yellow. An abrupt subject change adverts attention away from the original question asked. When conversing, produce concise and digestible words related to the subject of inquiry. Invite a listener to enter a shared pink zone reality. Visualize fundamental components of effective communication learn how to identify and remove ambiguous vocabulary in order to optimize information transfer between humans. Number eight, oil and water consciousness phenomenon. Imagine oil and water from a molecular perspective. When poured into a glass together, first oil and water combine, swirl as one. The momentary chaos witnessed is akin to yellow zone ambiguity. The molecules calculate how to act as they seek a natural place within the environment. Moments later, water has found its natural place at the bottom and oil at the top. Visualize water as defense mechanisms, insecurities, pish posh nonsense, oddly necessary within human life. Label the oil as soul, compassion, genuine interactions. Undesirable traits, similar to water, are molecularly and consciously varied from the oil, varied from the soul, as witnessed through this experiment. When an interaction is activated through pink zone tangibility, soul rises above, masking signs of water, masking signs of ego. Layers within the glass and layers within a conversation are similar. Imagine the glass as a physical representation of an unseen mental process. Soul possesses seemingly mystical qualities as it dances atop the water, atop the ego. Ego and soul become separated when a conversation is based on honesty. Defense filters fade into the background as soul-driven motives rise into conscious awareness. A distinct variance is subconsciously felt between these two states of mind, ego and soul. When interacting with other humans, explore. Is a characteristic of the pink zone a purely soulful bond, whereas confusion felt within the yellow hints of ego? Concepts introduced throughout life are ingested through filters comprised of either soul-based neurons or ego-based neurons in the brain. Communication either is or is not birthed from the soul when considering this phenomenon. Number nine, headline impact. Choose words wisely as the few words selected create a lasting image. Focus with conscious intention on the message desired to convey. If a conversation were a newspaper, what would the headline read? Humans typically remember little detail with regard to a conversation a day or week after. Project beyond the moment. Which key phrases will remain when considering cognition for the long haul? Imagine business partners as they discuss a deadline. I'm worried we won't be able to make the deadline, one says to the other. This statement oozes of a negative and disorganized mindset. Worried, won't, make, these words lack confidence. Give conscious attention to the powerful effect of words, in particular, negative and positive tenses. With a similar end game of deadline completion in mind, let's explore optimized vocabulary for this situation. Challenges regarding this deadline concern me offers a bit more of a positive, confident headline than the first statement. Linguistically, a ray of sunshine and optimism tends to nurture humans when in stressful situations. Humans can be led towards a solution-based response when masterminding a problem. If the muck of negativity is scrubbed from conscious word formulation, infinite possibilities feel probable. Entice a listener with soul-based positive headlines when communicating. Number 10, 20 pish posh words worth conscious attention. Number one, you. Number two, can't. Number three, should. Number four, make. Number five, sorry. Number six, try. Number seven, they. Number eight, actually. Number nine, obviously. Number 10, finally. Number 11, clearly. Number 12, girls. Number 13, impossible. Number 14, regret. Number 15, lonely. Number 16, bored. Number 17, love. Number 18, moral judgments. 19, group distinctions. 20, absolutes. I have individual explanations for these 20 words, but not here and today. <laughs> that, uh, uh, first we wanted to tackle the 10 list, and then next, once we feel confident with this, we'll tackle the pishposh words. All right, so that is the updated pishposh words and the 10 concepts. So let's go ahead and run through them one more time. Number one, speak in a pink zone shared reality. Number two, ingest, reflect, and modify for deep level stimuli processing. Number three, examine self-described tenses. I, my, we, us, you. Number four, tell me more versus no it's not. Number five, language beyond words. Number six, explore the self. Number seven, Front load, pertinent detail when speaking. Number eight, oil and water consciousness phenomenon. Number nine, headline impact. And number 10, 20 pish posh words worth conscious attention. All right, so that is, that's it. This is episode seven, uh, pish posh words, the sequel. And the hourglass is uh, done. So it looks like Mustachio, we get to finish up (laughs) we get to be a finisher that's what we're gonna do we're gonna edit the content and um, post the podcast and then work on the breakdown of the 20 pish posh words and part of the reason is we're gonna do the whole set it and forget it oh countless hours (laughs) in this document working towards optimizing the vocabulary and the concepts, and I need a break. (laughs) So uh, it's time to edit and kind of move on to other creative things. In upcoming shows, we'll discuss the Ferris wheel in the mind, how there's a theory, information is optimized when it is given attention and then stepped away from, and then given attention, and then stepped away from. Allowing the brain to grasp a different perspective, because there is a, a dormant period. All right, and our listener challenge to uh, replicate a positive scenario. Come on, all y'all 3H2 humans, get on out there and help a fellow stranger. Essentially, we are all strangers Two friends we have not yet met. (laughs) Okay. Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy.